something is wrong, and it's time to stand up. You are listening to The John Age Show. Trust no one. Trust no one. Trust no one. You found it. You're here. You're headlong down the runaway train that is the Anomic Age. And I'm your host, John Age. Happy to be back with you again in the not-so-wee hours of the PM. We got a great guest today. We got none other than Celia Farber joining us today to get into all things Fauci, AIDS, COVID-19, and uh, just the horizon as we all see what could be coming. But before we get into that, please check out anomicage.com. Share those links, friends, family, loved ones, and enemies. Like all the likes, subscribe to all the subscriptions. We got the iPhone app. We got the Android app. We got the free newsletter and so much more. Uh, Most specifically, that's going to be every show I've ever put out. The full Monty, as far as the full shows with guests, and those shortened information breakdown segments. They're all there, the video and the audio at anomicage.com. And I never plugged this. We got a nice news feed there, too, if you want to check that out. Lovely RSS feed of all kinds of news that you need to know. Other stuff, paypal.me forward slash anomicage, patreon.com forward slash anomicage as well, as well as the new lightning link. You can send me shitoshis, little fragments of bitcoins. You can send me those there at the lightning link. That's going to be there at anomicage.com also. So there's now three ways to contribute. Help me out and just uh, show your appreciation and love for the show. Because I always say it's free for new, but not free for me. Okay, well, let's get into it. We got Celia Farber on deck. Celia is an investigative journalist, author of three books, including Serious Adverse Events, An Uncensored History of AIDS. She's been published in Harper's, Esquire, Rolling Stone, and many more. Most recently, she's been in RFK Jr.'s book, The Real Anthony Fauci, as well as The Real Anthony Fauci documentary, which just recently dropped. So happy to have you on the program, Celia. It's been so, so wonderful that you've taken this time with us. I know it's been sort of a pain getting together with schedules and cross continents and everything else, but I'm so happy to have you on the show. And you're the perfect guest, I think, to get into this. Uh, What we're seeing now with the cancel culture uh, you were one of the early folks canceled way before cancel culture was even a thing. Uh, also, just your extensive background on AIDS slash HIV, going from those early 80s um, first pieces of information that the mainstream people were getting as far as this new burgeoning disease. And of course, tons of information as to how that couples and fits also nicely with Dr. Anthony Fauci and just what I term as PSYOP-19, the uh, the situation that we all find ourselves in today. Thanks for being with us. Thank you, John. It's really good to be back, and thank you for your patience. You've required a lot of patience this time around. I was we're here now, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's very interesting what's happening now with Fauci's uh, split, you might say schizoid reputation, right? He's either the the saint who did everything to save us uh, and saved us against a much worse fate. Everything would have been much worse. And that kind of is Fauciism. By the way, I'm I'm looking into the green dot. <laughs> is that the green dot on my on my la- on my screen? Not looking at you. Okay. Yeah, it's cutting kind of like the very top of your hair off, but. I can see oh. you just fine, and you're coming in loud and clear. Yeah, it's perfect. So, yeah, there you go. That's, that's spot on. At the green dot, and if it looks like I'm looking somewhere weird, then tell me to look at you instead. But I think I've been told to look at the green dot. Okay, so. <laughs> that sounds good. You're coming in loud and clear, and you're looking okay. good. Okay. All right, so so Fauci um, 
interestingly, during all the years years of of the AIDS war, as the HIV war that I was so embroiled in and got caught up in at such a young age as a journalist, it started in earnest in 1987, and that's when I started my reporting. The the kind of um, all encompassing bad guy, if you will, was Robert Gallo because he was the one who was standing at the podium declaring with the full force of the U.S. government behind him that that the U.S. government had found the cause of AIDS. We were very focused on Robert Gallo as the uh, father of the hypothesis that was uh, utterly unproven and, and proved disastrous for humanity, namely HIV and HIV alone. HIV in quotation marks causes AIDS. So we were, that was our, uh, that if, to the extent there was a person on whom Fauci was right, right kind of behind him. He was around. We were very aware of Fauci's dark, dark ways of his, especially the way he would terminate careers and censor scientists. Well, Anthony Fauci is uh, only has a few weeks left to his uh, his very long reign, and uh, to many people, thanks to Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s Titanic book. The real Anthony Fauci, and the uh, the film, the documentary that just came out and is still available for people to watch for free for another few days. Uh, I think it's AnthonyFauciMovie.com. Very okay. easy to find online. Uh, anybody can watch it. It's it's two parts and it's extremely hard hitting, and uh, many many people are waking up to the 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 criminal syndicate that is that that all of these people are involved in Anthony Fauci is not the only one he is of course the you know he's he's the he's the top guy he's the one who sets the tone he's the one who sends down um all the fear all the all the all the conditioned responses of the whole system so everybody for what has it been now 40 years has been has been acting out a kind of pseudo scientific tyrannical dictatorship in order to appease and please and get funding and blessing from Anthony Fauci mm -hmm. so question becomes when he goes and he's replaced what changes? Does anything change? I I I I don't like to speculate about things I just don't know. But when I think it through, and uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. caused me to realize much more than I had how much is tied into Anthony Fauci himself and his his unique you know dark skill set. So I don't think they're going to have an easy time finding another. Anthony Fauci, and I think that the whole, I think the whole world is genuinely sick of this, including the people who work in there. Um, this has been such a catastrophe, and it's been so queasy for people, even the most so-called normal thinking people. And what they have to square is, okay, so it was this guy's job to pandemic preparedness, and he's supposed to protect us from suddenly emerging pandemics and then he's on television saying i'm not i'm not responsible and i did nothing wrong at the same time he's predicting it saying that there will be a major pandemic during trump's presidency you know none of it makes any sense um unless you accept the terms of basically a, a cult and a cult leader if you accept the terms of abuse and gaslighting on your whole mind then you can work with them you can work with all this Otherwise, you just have to run out screaming, you know, and I think that's what that's what's happening to so many millions of Americans now. And it's going to keep snowballing because people are seeing, you know, first of all, the, the so-called vaccine did not protect against COVID. The wheels have come off. Even mainstream media is admitting that. And the, uh, there was a fantastic judgment in New York just days ago that they a judge, uh, he reversed the, um, the, so there's no more ban on, um, I'm sorry, he reversed the vaccine mandates for both public and private in New York. So not only are people 
now legally entitled to their jobs back, if I've understood it right, but they mm -hmm. may even be entitled to back pay. And one of the lines that's in that, that judgment is that COVID, COVID, okay, it's one thing you can declare a temporary emergency, but you can't turn it into a permanent emergency. And it also says very clearly in the judgment that uh, COVID vaccines were not protective from COVID. So right there is the 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 broken leg of the chair, you know, right yes. there is where the whole thing is going to come down no matter how. You don't have to be like me, somebody who's been way out there for many, many years looking at the darkest corners of everything. You can be very mainstream and still see that and still get that. And I think that's really causing a culture shift and, a, and a, an anti-Fauciism, a wave of anti-Fauciism as he exits. It's kind of weird. I've kind of been doing this thing lately where I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting thoughts while other people are talking. They're like, that's what it connects to me. So I'll just give you that that resonance point with me. Like while you were talking about this, this cultic following of Fauci, it just hit me in the brain. It's like a terms of service agreement. Like we're the yeah. service. We're the servitude, the slaves. And we have to accept these terms of service. We have to accept these terms of, of slavery that these these global satanic death cult scumbags are putting out there. And also, yeah. I mean, you said something so poignant before you said that it was, it was that we're, we're actors in this thing. And I think it's very, well, not literally Shakespearean, but the, the sort of notion that we're, the world's a stage and we're all actors upon it. And I think we have to either accept our role as, as the subservient, uh, subservient relegated class and just say, okay, well, Fauci is our deity. He's our Jim Jones international, or we have to reject that and say, no, we're not going to have the Kool-Aid. We're good. We're going to leave Guyana and uh, you guys can do what you want. You know, like, I don't know if that's right. too simplistic or not, but. It's, 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 um, it's fascinating that you said that because I remember in the very early days of COVID and I was still in New York City, a, a, a really smart friend of mine texted me. Um, it, you know, it was like, let's call it, it was a couple of months into COVID, right? And then everything's just getting creepier and stranger. And he texted me, Celia, I feel like I'm in Jonestown. And I said, you know, that that's it. And that, that that's what I felt also like it fell so quickly, a feeling of menace and um, entrapment, like that you were trapped, that you couldn't leave. And then, of course, literally, you couldn't leave, you couldn't go here, you couldn't go there. And it was so alien to Americans. It was really alien to New Yorkers to say you can't you can't go to restaurants. You can't go to because that's that's how New Yorkers that's how New Yorkers live their lives. You know, going to diners and restaurants and 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 it it hit so suddenly and it was a uh, it was a very frightening and abusive command that came down. And then you notice that they didn't care how anybody felt about anything mm -hmm. it was like you had to um very quickly revere the virus the so-called virus right it was like fight the virus fight the virus fight the virus and and mentioning anything else even talking about well this is scary and um my, my children are getting very depressed and frightened you even any of those normal feelings were were also labeled sort of counter-revolutionary, bad, forbidden, you know, like you were, a, you were a bad, bad citizen, bad child, if you talked about that stuff. So they were conditioning us to accept basically the con living like prisoners. I think prisoners are treated much better. Prisoners get fresh air, exercise, community. I mean, they took everything away from us so fast. And I'm, I'm still, I still experience real trauma and real shock we all do and 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 we have not really begun to how how can we process what just happened in this country i think that's such an element we got to process this this trauma i mean people don't look at it that way i think so many people have said okay we're finally free again although they're not let's just move on it's kind of like okay we've we've been assaulted Let's just put it in the back of my mind and pretend it didn't happen. Kind of uh, Stockholm syndrome, sort of. Uh, I mean, it's trauma-based mind control. It's all that that Naomi Wood stuff, where she was talking about 
Trauma-based yep. mind control. Yeah. Trauma-based mind control. Exactly. Exactly what it is. So that is now the subject, really, whether Americans think they're dealing with who the, the huge issues of the shots, the deaths from the shots, the sickness, the what was COVID to begin with. Is there a virus? You know, all of those issues. But really the trauma-based mind control, I think, is the, the most important story because they, they planned this for a long time and they've been studying us for a long time in very sophisticated ways. I know you know a thing or two about it. And so like, if we're, if we're gonna have protection going forward, that's where it's gonna be, is where we, uh, we transcend that trauma-based mind control and we don't fall for the next thing and the next thing. And I know you're probably the best person to talk to, or at least one of the best, to talk to about this because you've covered both of these things. And I kind of wonder if the HIV AIDS rollout, you know, some 40 years ago was kind of a conditioning mechanism or part of that trauma-based mind control to get us to accept this yes. uh, operation, wink, wink. And then, you know, we've got this next operation, kind of just as uh, the Alfred F. Murrow building uh, operation was kind yeah. of getting us ready for the 9-11 operation. I wonder yeah, if it's yeah. kind of that conditioning thing, you know, where the, these sick pedophiles will put the hand on the back of a child before they move on to the next well, phase, the next phase, and before you know it, you know, you're locked up in a basement somewhere. I wonder if that's, if that's the case. I don't know. What do you think? You are exactly right, and I see it now. Now when I look back, I see So the elements of HIV-AIDS, that those of us who were fighting it one what we were fighting we, some people were purely fighting the science some people were more focusing you know the science the toxic drugs but what was going on in terms of the social the uh, trauma ba trauma based mind control the brainwashing the gaslighting was something i talk about a lot and it was just one simple one like big blow they delivered to how we used to think about things so we used to think in terms of um, so sex, for example, can cause an unwanted pregnancy mm -hmm. or a wanted pregnancy, but essentially sex causes life. So when the AIDS psyop hit, they, they flipped that and it became sex causes death. So they conflated sex with death. They conflated touch, intimacy, all forms of human contact. They tried in the beginning to say, well, and it was Fauciism already there. We're not really sure. It could be household contact, it could be a toilet seat, a salad leaf. I remember always being going through this as a reporter. Oh, does AIDS spread through toilet seats? Does AIDS, uh, do, are Haitians spreading AIDS? Are, you know, they were just, all the, all the concepts were, were completely unfounded. They were primitive, they were racist, they were completely unscientific, had no epidemiology in them. But they were coming through the media apparatus, so they were hitting people uh, the, at the same place where like Fruit Loops commercials were hitting us as kids, exactly. you know, it, they were just hitting us there. And that's where and whereas we in our 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 very high minded objection were fighting the science and having conferences and having the best scientists in, in the world object in this extremely stellar way, frankly, didn't. I'm not going to say it didn't put a dent in it. It did put a dent in it, and it put it on the record, and it put on the record who tro who objected to it. A lot of people were were crushed in different ways in that war. But I think the misunderstanding of all of us was that this was no scientific error on the part of Bob Gallo or the U.S. government. This was a planned, massive psychological operation that was executed as planned and did, as you say, prepare people for the following concepts. Number one, deadly virus emerges from the other side of the world, jumps from animal to animal to human, uh, no proof needed. Number two, dodgy overnight produced test that's tests for the deadly virus get everybody conditioned, I might have it, oh my God, you know, I, I dated somebody who was a heroin addict or I dated somebody who was a Haitian back in those days. Like everybody had some, some fear because the risk, the, the fear, the fear uh, tapestry that they put together had sort of something for almost everybody. Um, 
And the main conditioning was to take people from communion and contact with other people and trust in other people and turn them, turn us like in back into ourselves, like these kind of survivalist turtles or something. Yes. Where other people are dating. And so those, those ideas are now, and, the, and people didn't really reject that idea. People went with kind of, okay, well, whew, I didn't get it. And nobody took a step, or very few people stepped back and said, wait a minute, they said 90 million Americans were supposed to be dead by 1990. They said most heterosexuals, suburban heterosexuals were going to get it just like the gay men in the big cities and the bathhouses. There was no difference. So this is wokeism coming into biology, medicine, epidemiology, and science and wrecking it, like mm -hmm. wrecking it on contact. And and that's one of the quotes that means the most to me in the, in the Bobby Kennedy book where I, and I realized it at the, as as we were work, working on the book and he was asking us for our input, that's when I realized it. Ah, what Fauci did, the most dangerous, most destructive single thing he did was he brought wokeism. I sort of drew a, an image that it was like in a in a bottle or, a, you know, like a like a uh, like a Rasputin type of figure brings his, you know, his potion behind the palace doors. And what he brought in there was wokeism as a as a as a perfect weapon against all true science so wokeism destroyed all peter duisberg and all the people trying to say hiv was not proven to cause aids because in woke science language whatever we say is the thing to say about post stonewall gay culture right now is the truth about what causes or doesn't cause aids not not the epidemiology and then you get that again with covid right it's like covid if is as woke as woke gets yeah it's just yeah. kind of bursting with woke but it's a kind of watered down woke now where everybody's uh aunt uncle grandma grandpa you know oh we can't do this and we can't do that because we're do it's all we're doing it all for the sake of everybody else, and we don't want to be. So, I mean, these ideas are very they they're traceable, right? They're like essentially collectivist, Maoist, communist notions. A lot of them. Uh, there's a lot of that in AIDS, and there's a lot of that in COVID. If that makes sense. The, yeah, the, it absolutely does because. I mean, I think it was kind of a, a a primer, a primer, if you will, a rollout for this because. The, the HIV was kind of pre-internet, so they could really rely on the gullibility of, of the American public. So, I mean, if you're working at a diner in New York City or, or a store in Nebraska in that 80s or, or late 70s, early 80s, I mean, you kind of had to follow whatever those big three or four networks were putting out. And it was, like, it was a fear campaign. It was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, we're all yep. going to die if we sit on the wrong toilet seat. <laughs> you know, so, yep. I mean, flash and, and, forward to now, they have well, a little less control, but I think still that that groupthink mentality is still in place where and and also not just the groupthink but kind of that uh that for the greater good for everybody else's sake we better vaccinate for everybody else's sake we don't want to kill grandma i mean they play on these these tropes over and over again because they they know the human condition so well that's exactly right they they play us like fiddles you know and um I would love to know what is it that makes somebody go one way. I mean, of course, I've noticed that people who were were, were uh, very progressive left Democrats, COVID, with all of its total insanity, the whole model seems to make sense to them. Whereas people who lean more conservative, it makes less and less sense. Now, wh why is that? That's an interesting you know, seemingly absolutely. And that's one of the ways that they've been attacking conservatives as, you know, anti-vaxxers and, 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 and dangerous and terrorists and conflating that with Jan 6 and all of it. So like, it's all part of this. I now see that a lot of what they do is they, they feed us the bait to react as we are inclined to react. And then they take our reaction and they weaponize that against us. Mm -hmm. And then they make us more and more and more marginalized. Uh, so how do we get out of this? Um, yeah. I mean, I've said this many times on this show where I, I've said that we need to be people of action, not reaction. 
we're so quick to be reactionary, but we need to first just go ahead and take that stance and not react. Like this is it. This is the reality. And then it forces yeah. the the opposition to react to to the stinking truth of this whole thing. Well, they have the, they have the wheel of uh, big media, big culture, big entertainment. Um, but we have something much more precious, which is a I think a a healthy relationship to documented truth. And there's nothing there's nothing more protective than to have that, like to be one of these people who's just been following them blindly off cliffs. I mean, that, that I, I, I feel really sorry for them. I feel actually sorry for people who, who couldn't see it. I was, I was raised by a mother who insisted that I, and she would say this literally, like, you can't be a child. You have to, you have to see what's going on. You have to see the world as it is. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of people didn't have that a lot of people had like opposite kind of conditioning from home where like don't don't talk about bad things or dark things or don't look at things that are um so i i guess i had that you might say going for me <laughs> my, my mom's um insistence that i look look beyond look beneath um uh and it was intense and i was it was sometimes i would say mom you know that's scary what you're talking about i'm only six years old over here but but my mom was was on to stuff um and now we see i don't know i don't know how we're going to reform after this one thing that's the hardest i think is that we they managed to shatter our friendships our family relationships our most even our most sacred friendships we've seen shattered by this thing and that I actually I think is is a big risk factor for getting sick and even dying, is losing your your tribe, right? But nor can people stay in a tribe where some see it and some don't. You literally can't you can't stay friends. You can't do that. Yeah. And it's a, so, such a hard thing. Well, but new friends too. So let's not get too. Let, no, let's not let me get too too grim. You know, right now I'm painting the what we went through and how hard it was. The other side of it is that, boy, are we tougher and smarter and more awake and more t- tightly bonded with our people who are who who also see it, our tribe. Yeah, I, I, everything you were just talking about is exactly the the weapons and psychological warfare that would be deployed on an enemy of a foreign country you know we always we always sort of hear this winning hearts and minds thing mentioned out there but you got to throw in the inverse before you got to win them you got to break the hearts and minds of an enemy and i think that's what they've done done here in the u.s i mean they've done that in every war so far you know it's it's the evil hun it's the evil uh jew it's the evil yeah. white russian whatever the case may be they always have this this binary opposition, the the polar extremes. So, you know, even since JFK, there was the conspiracy theorists, and then there was the the nine eleven truthers, the vaccine deniers, and the I mean, everybody. You've got to put a mantra to 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 identify your enemy is what I'm trying to say, and I think that's what they've done done with this, where they've said, well, you can't say anything disparaging against COVID or your I don't know what the the newest parlance is. Anti-vaxxer, uh, COVID denier. I don't know. Whatever it is, it's kind of yeah, like the high school lunch table. You want to be at the cool kids' table. You don't want to be at that table by yourself or something. It's but, very. Uh, I'm happy to be at the table by myself. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Me too. Much better than uh, having myocarditis at yes. best. So my, I should say myocarditis and, and, and in many cases much worse. Um, I, I, what, you, what you just said is actually you're right over the, the target right there because insanely enough, this, is, this whole thing plays out on like basic psychology of the high school playground or the junior high school playground uh, where people acted as they did because they were so terrified of seeming weird, strange, you know exactly what you just narrated that is the thing that i would i wish i could just uh help cure people of that like it it doesn't it's not really important to be 
if, if people think if you if you look at a thing and you document a thing and you study a thing and you think something about it and there are people around you who think that that means that you're crazy well actually you don't want those people in your life first of all you're going to be fine without them and you're not in junior high school you're not in high school you're not anymore you're an adult now so you're you're it's like the, the the thing that people fear is really nothing to fear i think the word the thing that people fe- well okay expulsion is something to fear but all that's really happening is you're being expulsed by people who aren't your soulmates anyway exactly I, I I say it kind of in a crude fashion sometimes, but these people just aren't worth your time in the first place. If they're gonna, if they're gonna denigrate you or degradate you anytime you say something outside of orthodoxy of the cult, then yeah. yeah and so, like one of the kind of side um, side roads of this, or something that's also been happening, is that people are growing into a stronger version of themselves where they're not taking, you know what, right? They're not mm-hmm. taking it. They're standing up for themselves. People who are always bullied are finding their voices and and finding their strength and finding their um, something that they meant to do may, maybe many years ago but never got around to um, pushing away bullies and and again finding voice and sticking up for not even sticking up for oneself because that also sounds like the schoolyard but just putting putting a serene boundary around. This is what I believe and think and study, and this is who I am. And, um, you know, you do your thing. But what I will not do is feel bad because you're telling me to feel bad. So I think their guilt tripping is losing its impact. Yeah. People aren't so guilt tripped anymore. We're kind of over it. Like they've been throwing so many. And it came out of the Trump guilt trip years also, right? So the, the Trump... Uh, and boy, what a uh, what a gigantic, colossal mistake he made when he let Anthony Fauci and Deborah Burks into his office, and then apparently they said something like, "Mr. President, you're going to have to close down the country." <laughs> wow, you know that moment right there—that's so—it's a—it's so tragic. It's so. I still tragic. can't believe that really happened, but we lived through it. So. I sort of can, you know, that somebody like like him could see all these ways that America had to be f- economically unshackled and free of this and free of that. And and then this blind spot, right? Like he knew nothing about uh, about about where they were actually planning to attack and destroy, which was through public health. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, my God, did nobody tell him? Did nobody... I'm sure they made sh- they made very sure that he was surrounded by uh, by people, and you can see it now. A lot of the like the the, the, the thinking of Jared Kushner and people like that uh, in Ivanka Trump. You know they're they're singing the praises they always have been of uh, Operation Warp Speed, and it's crazy. It's crazy. It's really no. There's no point distinguishing between. Republicans and Democrats hardly anymore. There's only the distinction is between people who think like like pandemic globalists and mm-hmm. people who understand A, B, or C about the human body and human health. That's the truth. Well, I know we don't have much time left, but in the time we do have, give us a little bit of info, a little teaser, if you will, on the documentary you mentioned it, and you know as it. It sort of couples with that uh, RFK Jr. book that's been out for a while now, but the, the documentary is fairly new. Yeah, uh, typical of me that I don't exactly have the correct address right ready in my mind. I want to say the real Anthony Fauci movie.com. Okay. Can you check on that? I'm looking that it up the... while you're talking, yes. Okay. So, very simple. Uh, people should go there. It's free for another few days. I don't know exactly how many days. All you do is type in your name and your email address, and 
you you'll you just watch it and and get as many people as you know to watch it and of course it'll be available for purchase even after this grace period ends um it is i think it's hitting people the book was was like it was like a um uh it was it was more than a book the the real anthony fauci it was an event it was a uh an uh it was a, a grassroots enormous event people pre-purchased the book as an act of protest against the tyranny of anthony fauci that they were living under mm-hmm. and many many people read the book and the book is phenomenal but the difference with the documentary is again like we were talking about earlier about the way film hits you um it, it's hitting people it harder than even reading the book reading the book you really have to put aside time and you have to take a lot of responsibility and not everybody can do it and that's a big hefty book very dense and and with with a ton of footnotes the documentary if you can just give it it's it's all told i think 4 hours part 1 and part 2 and it just um i think strips people of the last vestiges is that the word that they may have had yeah. that uh, that that he, this man has not been running an absolutely deadly criminal criminal cartel and all the different parts of it and and facets of it and the the the, the film is much more hard hitting than i expected it to be um i i think they did an amazing job so i just want to urge urge everybody to watch it Watch it. Send it around. I'm still trying to find the URL. They're doing a great, a great job of hiding it. I see the IMDb link to it, but I, I can't find the URL. They've saw, they've knocked the site down a couple of times, but is it possible? Like it, uh, the the address I gave you isn't turning up uh, a live um, website. No, not uh, realanthonyfauci.com. I can find it, and uh, when I do, I'll put it in the show links for sure. Okay. Okay. Great. So, you know, uh, we're in a different era. The fact that this book, Bobby Kennedy's book sold, I don't know the exact number, well over a million copies. And, you know, of course was banned and nobody would review it and no mainstream outlet would touch it with a barge pole. But fascinatingly, it still became this huge bestseller, this runaway bestseller. Same thing's happening with the documentary. So the great news is we don't need the official apparatus to make our books, documentaries, programs, or anything else uh, rise or fall, right? They, they, they don't have that power anymore. And I just want us to be kind of more celebratory about that than we, than we are. It, it, it turns out it was a myth that you need all these reviews in the New York Times and you need all, you know, distribution deals with Barnes and Noble and whatever. You don't, we, the truth, the groundswell movement, the hunger for truth is like I've never, ever seen it before. And that, you know, that thrills me as somebody who was relegated to the, I was on the inside of, of, of media, mag, long form magazine journalism. And uh, I was uh, most definitely cast out after an article I wrote in Harper's 11,000 words. Uh, it was a, an expose of uh, primarily Anthony Fauci's AIDS division called the Division of AIDS under NIAID. Um, very dark stuff. And we, we spent two years putting that article together. And uh, they they gave me the full treatment, made sure that I was eliminated from the profession. And some very difficult years followed that. But I never dreamed I would live to see this moment i mean it's it's as dark and tragic and heartbreaking as it could possibly be but again silver lining isn't the right word but what is also happening what is also happening is that the 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 movie we've all been in the the simulacrum the mm-hmm. fairy tale it's not just beginning to fade. It's kind of like it's got big giant holes <laughs> in it. It's 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 in it's threadbare. It's in shreds. Only the most mind controlled people who are desperate to cling to anything, like Daddy would never do that to me. Only those people are, are still hanging on to it. So I 
I like to believe that in the future we're going to find ways to be free of our biggest problem. Sometimes I think it's our only problem, which is the the constant attack of trauma-based mind control mass media. And what it makes us think and feel about our lives, each other, our future, our hope, what to hope for. You know, this thing caused a lot of despair, suicide, uh, children committing suicide. The, the, the damage is, it's incalculable. And what we need to see is people being arrested and charged for crimes against humanity. That is something I, I draw a little bit of a blank on that because it would have to change the entire last 50 years of the cult of the virus hunters and the vaccineologist priesthood and the whole medical apparatus and how they think because they, they got everybody believing that they have every right to kill us if they need to with deadly vaccines, kill us with deadly drugs in the name of saving us. Like that's still the, the, the operational cult mentality for uh, the public health apparatus in the United States. So that would, there would have to be a, a complete uprising against it. Um, not just on the street level, but somehow, I don't know if it's going to be whistleblowers coming out. We already have all the revelations about gain of function and everything Fauci did and the funding. And even that hasn't quite done it. So I don't get it. You know, I don't get it. It's like everybody is screaming murder, treason, uh, destruction of America. Everybody sees it. And yet he's still doing his talk shows and going to his fancy events and getting his awards. So what's it going to take? What do you think? That's, that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, I'm right there with you. I've been sort of. I've been saying kind of bluntly, we've been having our, no our noses rubbed in this since it began. And the, the American people are just going, this is great. <laughs> Can I have another? You know, like, And I think so much of what you just said was just, was just so spot on and so key that it is trauma-based mind control. And, and it's, I think it's kind of providential I had you on today because all the cancel culture that we see today, you were one of the front runners of the cancel. You got canceled, like you mentioned, from that Harper's article years ago. I mean, this was pre-cancel culture. They didn't even really have all the various apparatuses or apparati, whatever, uh, that they do today. But, I mean, that was that was you. <laughs> and I don't want anything to get lost in that because I think that's uh, a, such a key thing. And it does take a very hard uh, psychological trauma-based mind control I mean, the PTSD is real when you have your whole life upended and the the proverbial rug pulled out from under you. And then you're just going, okay, now what? You know, like they took down my payment platforms. They took down every uh, essence that was me from the internet. Uh, they took the articles down. They took the films down, whatever. And you're just kind of left there holding the bag, so to speak. So I can understand well, you know, I can understand the darkness that so many people have felt with the with the suicide, with the turning to drugs and alcohol, with the abusive relationships and all this stuff. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a very though, key psychological element to this thing. It's as though America has become a nation under Tony Fauci of despair. And, and the only thing we're allowed to hope for is that, you know, we te we didn't test positive on a PCR test today for COVID or we got yeah. it. We, we got to the front of the line for our fifth booster or, I mean, this is crazy. So like everything else that it, that it ever meant to be an American, these people have managed to, to, to seemingly wash away. Like, who are we? What, do, what, how do we live? What brings us joy? What are our traditions? What are our, what's our culture? And when I see that, I wrote about it on my Substack yesterday I'll mention my Substack address uh, before we sign off, but uh, that Joe Biden oh, rolling up his sleeve and taking his fifth, ostensibly fifth booster, and that you know, and somebody on uh, one of my one of my readers in the comments section called it. She was like, 
jab theater or yes. something. Or in, it's Kabuki right? theater with jabs. Yeah. <laughs> jab theater and all these things they do. And, and it's like Biden, it's like his own, it seems so it's his only way to say, I am your leader. This is how I lead you. This is how I am great. My fifth booster. And then like that, the woman giving it with the mask. And then on the background, it says vaccines.gov, vaccines.gov. Of course, yeah. It's the wallpaper. And, and it just, every time I see that, I just think, wow, he's openly brandishing like America is nothing but one nation under pharma, right? We're just like needle nation. Yeah. <laughs> like we I mean, love I kind of draw parallels to the, to the Incas, or excuse me, not the Incas, sorry, Incas, the, the Aztecs, uh, the Mayans and the Greeks, where they would have these ritualistic killings. And it's kind of like, it's kind of like the, the jab, except we've, we've sacrificed someone at the top of the pyramid. Let's throw them down. And it's kind of like this, this, this daily dose of shock uh, shock theater, you know, it's like, oh, we watched someone get their heart cut out today and thrown to the bottom of the pyramid. Okay, Whew. we feel better. The sun will come up tomorrow. That's kind of like this demented psychosis, but there is a, a a big element of of sacrificial, like the idea of the sacrifice. It plays large in this whole thing. That almost like you're, it's good to die. Yeah, and it's die for for this weird thing and this cause and and like death is every time the when the celebrities started dying from the sh after the shots i'm going to say from the shots um the, the, i i tracked very closely how they wrote about them and it was such and such famous person died suddenly um they died doing what they loved everybody loved them so much love 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 everything yeah. you know and and the 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 what used to be there oh my god how did this famous person die what did the autopsy say what did the friends have to say all that is gone so there's like a, already immediately in place a whole new way to write about completely inexplicable sudden deaths in celebrities and athletes and major media people when i did the this research this is well over a year ago there were five editors just at the washington post who had died so died suddenly yeah. dropped dead after the, so it was it, but no no corresponding language because that was forbidden right so you're just acting like oh yeah they died but they died doing what they loved and 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 again it was like preordained language to just fill it with nothing to see here and this is how good people write about these deaths and then somebody in the comments would turn up did, was he vaccinated and just they would just jump on that. How dare you? You are disgusting. How can you even? You're not even a human being to say some ask a question so disgusting, right? So yeah. So that those are bots, right? Those are like they're bots or they're people who are paid or whatever they are. But this is conditions people like. Oh, I better not ask if it could have been the vaccine because turns out that makes me the worst person in the world. That's like the worst thing you can say or do. So back to the high school lunch table you know yeah. they can they, they they have a soul conditioned and so what i've been doing is linguistic doing inversion like while you were talking it, it just hit me so hard that it's like it's like writing 101 you want to know the who what where why and now they've inverted that so you don't want to know you don't ask the who what where why you just play on the emotional they they gave their all. They were so uh, gallant and they just wonderful. But, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm old school. So I'm like, OK, well, how did John Belushi die? Or how did Janis Joplin or Jimi Hendrix? All these different people. You want to know that the basic facts. You want to know who, what, where, why. But now you, you can't ask. They just throw You're a blanket free. over it. It's sudden adult death syndrome. Don't ask any questions. You might get uh, carted off to a camp. It was and to play into that duality was their sacrifice. They, they they were they were sacrificed much like the the slave on the Aztec pyramid or the the soldier they sacrificed their life for us and and now it's this inverted sacrifice where we are yeah. seeing the literal death of thousands but it's yeah, a different sacrifice about, it's kind of that occultic it, sacrifice but not you know <laughs> right. and I'm talking about major celebrities where they they literally dance in the passage where it normally would be right past cause of death there's nothing where there should be uh 
uh, consternation, concern, confusion. How did somebody who was only 23 or 32 or 41 suddenly die? There were no indications. Uh, it's just gone. There, like, there is no curiosity there. Yeah, I mean, I can just imagine a headline. You know, John Lennon died in New York City. He gave his all. He was a Beatle. He was the Fab Five, and then they don't give you any exposition at all. It's like that's it. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. And this is just going to get weirder and weirder. And I think they painted themselves into a corner here because this this cannot hold. There are just too many people dying. Um, Mark Crispin Miller at his Substack does an, uh, and he has a, a team who help him also, but they do an incredible job of and it's it's hard. It's hard to read. It's heartbreaking, but uh, it's like a died suddenly. Um, chronicle where they they collect them from all over the world and they just post them all the people who are dying post jab. Yeah, I'll have to check that out Sorry. too. It's got so heavy. <laughs> it is. It's heavy. It just is. Well, so yeah, I could talk to you all day, but I know you you already told me you got to go a bit earlier than than we are now. So um, we got to do this time. again sooner than later for sure. Two forty-five. Yeah, I. Um, if there's anything, last thing you want to touch on real quick or ask me real quick. Let's just um, tell people how they can find you and support you and do anything right. to, to follow this thing up. Yeah, so there's one, one, one essential place, one branch where I still, <laughs> where I still am allowed to exist and Praise God for Substack. I love Substack so much. I've long since uh, purged from Twitter and all the rest. But on Substack, my address is celiafarber.substack.com. C-E-L-I-A-F-A-R-B-E-R.substack.com. Perfect. We've had that under your name here, the whole interview, and we'll have that all linked up. At anomicage.com. I need to get a Substack account. I don't have one. So, yes, you do, John. Yes, yes. And I really, I mean, we all need to quite literally pray over Substack because uh, I know that a Substack is probably their biggest problem in terms of, you know, the cancel culturistas. What are they going to do about Substack? Yeah. I don't, I dread to think, but, but I, I've listened to interviews by the, the, the founders of it and they're very, they're, they're very solid. So, I know they've they've thought this through. Definitely. All right. Well, if you'll stick around for about 30 seconds, I'll close things up here and I'll talk to you off the air. Absolutely. All right. Perfect. Thanks, John. Oh, okay. Thank you so much. All right, folks, if you missed any of that, I can't imagine why. Check it out at anomicage.com. We'll have the whole interview and I'll even edit out those those hiccups in the very beginning. I had some mic issues in the very beginning also. I'll take them out. So that's my fault on my end. But nevertheless, thanks for being with us today. Please check out anomicage.com if you can do no more. As I always say, you can't do everything, but you can do something. So try to get out there and do your part and make a difference. Until next time, I'll be seeing you sooner than later in the Anomicage. Thank you for listening to The Anomic Age, a John Age project. For past shows, further info, and to comment, go to anomicage.com. That's A N O M I C A G E.com. Till next time, thank you for listening to The Anomic Age. I'm <laughs> sorry.